it's great to be back after a few weeks uh, teaching a BlackRock leadership course. And uh, over that time, we had Jeremy and Dan uh, challenging us to seize opportunities to serve God both inside and outside the church. Jeremy and Dan did a great job. Let's just uh, thank them for a moment for great teaching that we have here at BlackRock. Now let me tell you what we have in store for the next few weeks. Um, for the next uh, two weeks, I'm going to uh, go to the Gospels and we'll talk a little bit more about what it means to have a deeper relationship with Jesus, and that leads us to Sunday, June 14th. And you know what that is, right? That's the one-year anniversary of being in this new building. So it's been a historic year of many, many changed lives, and we can't think of a better way to celebrate that than to have baptisms in all three of our morning services on June 14th. So mark your calendar, be part of our one-year celebration, June 14th. Today, I want to conclude the series that Jeremy and Dan started on how God calls every Christ follower to actively participate in this thing Jesus calls the church. Today, I want to remind us of the why behind it all. If BlackRock is your church and you're not participating in any way, I want to explain why you want to change that. And if you are serving and giving in a committed way here at BlackRock, I want to remind you why you should not give up. And here's the study, uh, uh, the scripture that we're going to study today. It's the first two chapters in the book of Acts. The book of Acts uh, tells us how just before Jesus ascended into heaven after he rose from the dead, he said this to his followers. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so the followers of Jesus devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to breaking of bread and to prayer. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Now, I want to highlight this word, devoted. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, which is just another term for God's word in Scripture. And they devoted themselves to fellowship. These words in Acts indicate that the early church understood what Jesus meant when he called them to be his witnesses and called them together to be the church in this world. Specifically, they understood that to Jesus, church means committing to God's word. God's work, and God's people. And I know that most of us here are quick to agree. Maybe too quick. You know, there's a difference between agreeing in theory to a concept and believing it with a life commitment. For instance, I agree in theory that I should eat more vegetables and less ice cream. <laughs> I believe in theory that my teenagers should have a vote in what 
music we listen to in the car. I believe in theory that my wife should have the TV remote control once in a while. In theory. I don't believe these things, but in the same way, I need to determine whether I just agree in concept with the idea of devoting to God's word, God's work, and God's people, or whether I'm really devoted in real commitment. So to help us in this determination, let's contrast two ways of thinking about the church. Which is it? Which is it to you? How do you see church? Is church a cruise ship or a Coast Guard's cutter? And I know what you're saying. You're saying, I know it's not the right answer, but that cruise ship looked really, really good. And uh, I agree. Uh, I feel the same way. Uh, That's because a literal cruise vacation is a good thing. But I want to make a case today that you do not want a luxury liner mentality when it comes to your spiritual life, when it comes to church. So uh, let's set up this contrast between the luxury liner mentality and the Coast Guard cutter mentality when it comes to church, starting with the luxury liner. Who has actually been on a cruise? Who has been on a cruise? Raise your hand. Good. Yeah. So you'll know the answer to this question. What is it on a cruise that just seems to go on and on and never, ever stops. Every few minutes, you get the opportunity to do what? Eat. A cruise is like this floating food orgy. The main event of the cruise is eating for entertainment. You have an enormous breakfast, then a big snack, and then a huge lunch, and then a bigger snack, and then a six-course meal. And then they wake you up 
for the midnight all-you-can-eat buffet. And people just wander around bloated and overfed. And over the course of a week, do people seem to like the food more or less? Less. By the end of the week, everybody's a food critic saying, oh, lobster and baked Alaska could have been better, I think. And, uh, you know, it's the same way in a luxury liner church. Overfed people turn into Bible study connoisseurs and critique the teaching. And they turn into sermon tasters who every Sunday evaluate the message like a glass of wine. Ah, rather old sermon and uh, dry, very dry. <laughs> you know, another thing about uh, a cruise is the service. Everywhere you go, you're served by strangers. It doesn't matter whether you're in a stateroom, in the hot tub, by the pool, you snap your fingers and someone will be there with a cold drink or a fresh towel. Next, a cruise is all about relaxation for me. I can go to shows where people will sing and dance for me. I can go to uh, get a massage from therapists who will lay me out on a table and rub my arm that is aching from all that fork lifting <laughs> all that time. But even on a week-long cruise, you just got to admit that this nonstop relaxation gets a little boring after a while. Well, this is double true in a church. Just being a spectator in a church gets to feel meaningless after a while. In summary, if I engage with a luxury liner mentality about church, it's a very shallow commitment. It's a commitment to my comfort. But now, let's Contrast the cruise ship mentality to the Coast Guard cutter mentality. When I wear the uniform of a Coast Guard cutter, I'm not eating for entertainment. I'm eating to be equipped for service. I'm eating for equipping strength. When I'm aboard a cutter, I get food, but it's not for fun. I eat in order to be equipped. And here at BlackRock, we want to feed you more like a cutter than a cruise ship. Here in worship and in our classes, we want to feed you. And you know, some of you have never been in a church before that feeds you from God's word, and you're gobbling it up. You're eating it up. Continue, please. Continue eating it up. That's exactly what you should be doing. But just remember, if all I do is eat, then I'm mistaking BlackRock for a cruise ship when we are not. We're not a bunch of Bible connoisseurs and sermon tasters. The feeding that we do here is to equip me with God's word so that I can serve the cause of Jesus, so I can do God's work in the world and serve God's people in the church. The next contrast is uh, that on a luxury liner, I am served by strangers, but on a Coast Guard cutter, I get to serve with friends. A cutter is manned by a team that is committed to a cause and committed to each other. And this is one of the reasons why serving in the church is so rewarding. There are no stronger bonds than the friendships that are built um, when people serve together in something significant and an important cause. And those of us who serve here at BlackRock, we know this to be true, that 
our teammates in service become eternal friends. And you know who understands this principle more than anyone? Anyone who has served in any branch of military service for our great nation. And on this Memorial Day weekend, we want to remember those who have sacrificed for our nation. In fact, let me just pause here, and uh, we're going to express our gratitude to the men and women who have served who are here among us. So if you have served with any branch of service, would you please stand wherever you are, just stand right now so we can recognize you. There, there are some up there, over here, here. Let's thank you. Thank you very much. All right, here's the next contrast. A cruise exists to bring relaxation to me. A cutter exists to bring rescue to others. Every person who works on a Coast Guard cutter has a job to do. People have different jobs, but everyone is working toward a common purpose, which is to save lives. A, the Coast Guard saves lives primarily through search and rescue. In fact, if you go on the Coast Guard website, you'll see that they keep a record of every story of every person that they save because it's important. And here at BlackRock, we're a Coast Guard cutter. We're not a cruise ship. We're not committed to relaxing. We're committed to rescuing. We're committed to rescuing adults and students and boys and girls with the love of God in Jesus because life without God is a raging storm. Life without God is treading water in a sea of meaninglessness with a risk of eternal death. And so Jesus has given us a cause. He calls us to be in the Search and rescue business here at BlackRock. We all have different jobs here at this church, but we all have a common cause, which is to keep reaching out with God's invitation of rescue in Jesus. And when I'm a part of this search and rescue effort, I am participating in the most important thing that's happening on this planet because there is nothing more important than rescuing eternal souls. You know, a few moments ago, we applauded some people who stood among us because we all recognized that their sacrifice was worth an important cause. But all those who stood just a moment ago would agree that it will be infinitely higher to receive honor and applause from Jesus in heaven. And that's what Jesus is calling me to, calling you to, to participate in a cause that will result in rewards to me, to you, from Jesus that will last for all eternity. And that's what makes BlackRock more like a cutter than a cruiser. This church is not committed to my comfort. This church is committed to a cause, the cause of Jesus. But what is this cause? Well, let's go back to uh, Acts and what, what the call of Jesus is understood to be by those uh, early believers. Those first believers understood that when, it, that when Jesus called them to be the church, Jesus was calling them to be committed to something, committed to God's word. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, committed to God's work. In Acts 2, it says that the Lord added daily to their number those who were being saved. 
and they were committed to God's people. They devoted to one another with glad and sincere hearts. So how about you? Are you committed to the cause of Jesus here at Black Rock? Now, I realize that some of you are guests today, and you're in the right place. We're glad you're here. Uh, But if you're a guest today, this applies in a different way to you, which I'll address in a few moments. But assuming that Black Rock is your church, what could it mean for you today to commit to the cause of Jesus here at Black Rock? Well, it means committing to God's Word which might mean that you need to sign up for baptism on June 14th. Why? Because in God's word, Jesus is unambiguous about this fact that he wants every one of his followers to be publicly baptized. Uh, Neither is God ambiguous in his word about tithing, giving 10% or more of our income and giving it first. Uh, a few weeks ago, Jeremy challenged us with giving first fruits. That is, giving first, not leftovers. And the commitment was to experiment for seven weeks. Maybe now it's time to go beyond experimenting to a permanent decision. Or maybe for you, committing to God's word means deciding to attend a class like Starting Point or one of the other courses that we have here designed for equipping you. Next, committing to God's work may mean devoting yourself anew to the search and rescue effort going on here by those who serve here at BlackRock. If you missed our ministry fair last week, I have good news for you. If you don't have a serving role, we still have many roles left. And so just go to the volunteer desk out there in the uh, Welcome Center, and we'll find you a place to be on a team. Another way to uh, commit to God's work is to reach out to someone you know who is treading water in the storms of life, by inviting them here to church. Or maybe it's committing to serve on a short-term missions trip, which we call stamp trips, or urban impact, or in some other way, step out of your comfort zone to do God's work. Uh, Next, committing to God's people will probably mean in joining a community group uh, here at BlackRock. These small groups will restart in September, and so your job today is to go to Next Steps, locate the group that you want to be a part of, contact that group leader so you can be involved in their summer activity, maybe a picnic or something, and then clear your, your calendar so that you can be a part of the fall term. Or maybe you're going to develop a prayer partnership with a friend and develop that spiritual friendship and go deeper in mutual encouragement. The scripture that we're studying today is not just there for your general agreement in theory, but for you to make a personal response. And so I want to give you the opportunity to signal your commitment to the cause of Jesus here at BlackRock. So uh, in your bulletin, uh, you should have received a sticker. Would you just take out the sticker right now? Also take out that pen that you received, and maybe you want to turn the sticker on the back and try to get that pen to work, uh, because uh, you may need to do a little bit of work to get the ink uh, going. You can get start that process, and let me just talk about it a little bit. This sticker is going to be your opportunity to go beyond just agreeing with the concept to actually doing something symbolically to signal your commitment to the cause here at BlackRock. It's going to be a commitment just between you and God. I'm going to give you a moment uh, later to to take a pen and just uh, uh, write out a new uh, commitment to the cause or 
Record your continuing commitment to the cause on the top half of the sticker. And then on the bottom half of the sticker, uh, you can just indicate uh, your uh, name in a form of just a first name or initials because it's between you and God. Uh, and if you're already on board, you know, maybe you're not writing down, uh, uh, you know, baptism or inviting a friend. You're, you're actually writing a continuing commitment like you're a kid's teacher or you're working in the cafe. Then um, when the service is over, we're going to give you the opportunity to just go into the Welcome Center. And uh, there you'll see a huge banner uh, depicting a Coast Guard cutter. And so this is your signal that you are on board and committed to the cause. And I invite you to just place this sticker right on that banner. And it's just a symbol, but can I just remind you that Jesus is really into symbols. Uh, Jesus communicates his commitment to us through the symbols of the bread and the cup. Jesus calls us to commitment to him through the symbol of baptism. Jesus loves symbol and symbols. And now that you've been given this symbol, I believe Jesus is very interested in what you are going to do with it. Because what I do or don't do with this symbol says something about where I want my life to go. Uh, I had an interesting experience a few weeks ago. I was uh, on an airplane, and a man in his 30s sat next to me, and uh, he, he said his name was Henry, and he asked me what I did. And so I told him I was a pastor, and then I said, do you uh, have a church? And uh, he told me that he had a good church, and it sounded a lot like BlackRock. But he said that his, he and his wife were not committed. They, they attended about once a month or so. And Henry said that his family life was chaotic, that his kids were out of control, that he and his wife were fighting all the time. And Henry told me that he was full of anger and bitterness over hurt in the past in his life. And after a long listen, I, uh, I told Henry that I was convinced that God wanted to heal him and his family. And I was convinced that God had brought Henry and his family to a good church so that healing could take place if he committed to that church. But I said, you know, even more important than committing to your church, have you really committed your life personally to Jesus? And Henry said that he had never really taken that step. And so he did. Uh, right after the flight attendant brought over the beverage and one of those little beverage napkins. And for the rest of the flight, we talked about how Jesus wanted to bring healing to Henry through his commitment to God's word God's work and God's people. And at the end of the flight, I noticed that uh, Henry was wiping tears uh, from his eyes with that beverage napkin. And uh, he was choked up, but he was able to say this. He said, I just realized that this is no accident, but God put you in this seat next to me because God loves me. God loves me. And that's when I got choked up. Because it goes both ways. Like Henry, I still can't get over the fact that God loves me so much that he saved me and then invites me into his cause, his search and rescue cause. And God loves you like that too. And so maybe you're a guest today and you're just realizing that this is no accident that you're here today. 
that you're here because God loves you and he wants you to receive his love and forgiveness and grace right now. And so maybe on your sticker, you're going to write, Jesus, I commit to receive your grace and your forgiveness today. This sticker is just a symbol. But Jesus is very interested in what you do with this symbol. So just take a moment right now. Everybody just take out a pen. Take a moment. Write a line or two. Put your initials on there. And then we'll continue in worship. Jesus, we thank you that not only do you call us to a a relationship with you personally, but then you go beyond that to call us into the church. You call us into your people, and you give us not just uh, the opportunity to be supported, to receive, but you give us the opportunity to be a part of your cause in this world. Lord, thank you for this opportunity. We worship you together as uh, your people. Just receive now our praises as we prepare to take this symbol and signal something to you about where we are and where we want to go. Amen.